0: Hello, it's your resident producer Allie here, and as you probably know by now, if I'm talking at the beginning of an episode, it means we're doing something a little bit different this week. Full disclosure, we've all had quite a hectic few days and have not had time to make a full episode. But fear not! because we have brought you a special mini to tide you over until next week. For some context, while I was at the Spanish GP this past weekend, I managed to catch motorsport journalist Ed Spencer and ask him a few questions in a new series we're calling Three Questions with Allie. It's fairly self-explanatory. We're excited to hear what you think about this mini-series, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the melodic tones of our silky voices as we scream over the sound of Formula 3 cars whizzing by.
1: My name is Ed Spence, I'm a feature writer for totalmotorsport.com and, and also an FIA accredited journalist attending some Grand Prix's thereabouts, but also just a general sports motorsport fan and will typically be found on a Sunday afternoon watching some form of sports.
0: Amazing, and also he was on Sir Lancelot's yacht last weekend, I just want to put that out there, <laughs> it very cool. It was very cool. <laughs> um, so I just, well I'm Ali obviously, you all know that, um, but I just want to start, so we're thinking old F1 fan meets a new F1 fan, meet new-ish. Yeah. Um, and so, how did you get into the sport? Let's start there.
1: I think it was more just uh, family were all into it. Um, they weren't as fanatical as I eventually came, but like my grandparents were both into it. My mom was into it. My dad watched it. So, it kind of fell into that trap of, you know, you started to fall in love with the sport. And I think... Really, it was a time when Schumacher was starting to dominate, and my grandfather wasn't a big fan of the English press, which is ironic considering what <laughs> his grandson would do. But he became a Schumacher fan, and I kind of followed with him. And my other grandfather was a Nigel Mantle fan, uh, a big big El Leone fan, and uh, yeah, just casually just fell into it. And first race I remember watching on a VHS; it was tape recording, was Suzuka 2002. So. Oh, wow. It's been a long time and I don't think I've missed a race since well I haven't missed a race in the county since twenty nineteen. Uh but I you know, I would always watch ninety percent of the races uh every year, even when I was like six, seven years old. So it's been a huge part of my life, maybe too long for me, but um <laughs> but yeah, it's always been there.
0: Nice. Um I got into it like three ish years ago, two, three years ago. Um but they're making obviously a much bigger effort to engage fans around the world, especially America, with good and bad results of that. Um, but what would your advice be to new fans in general, from an old-school fan that isn't bitter about new fans joining
1: the sport? Well, first off, no, I'm not bitter about new fans joining the sport. I, every fan comes in as a fan in my eyes, and they should sort of be treated with the same level of you know, respect. I think for new fans, it's, it's simple. Go on the internet, read books get a little bit of knowledge first and foremost you don't need to know the entire history of the sport before you become a fan the history will eventually come once you get that the gist of the regulations gist of how race weekend runs and then you can just decide at your own pace what you want to do so you don't have to watch fp1 right off the bat but you can always watch qualifying in the races that's big two uh events of the weekend maybe fp2 because it's now more a later time so, if you come in at work in school and you want to watch something, E too is always a good thing to learn about, but really, in general, I would just say just go on the internet or if you' you know you're into access is particularly amazing uh, you know read books, magazines you know there's plenty of choices out there these days, and just in general, get a feel for it and then look at what you like and what you don 't like about the sport you don't have to You don't have to watch every session, you don't have to watch everything. You can just flow in easy. And I think once that happens, you know, you pretty much become hooked as the F3 cars roll by.
0: (laughs) Honestly rude. (laughs) (laughs) Very rude. (laughs) We'll let them go, hold on. The F3 and F2 cars are much louder than the F1 cars. This is a dumb question, but are the F3 cars not hybrids?
1: No, I think they're V6, they are, they are thinking of going for more like an economical kill, but at the moment they're more just general V6s.
0: Okay. I don't know if anyone can hear all the chaos that's happening around us, but we are at
1: Circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya.
0: Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia, for the Barcelona, the Spanish GP 2023, woo! So, I have done a little bit of reading in my life, like you say. A good thing for a new fan to do is read. I did a lot of that when I first got into the sport. Done a lot of reading on this circuit. It's very historic. What would your favorite kind of like historic facts be? Oh, it's,
1: it's a weird circuit because there's obviously, it's changed a lot over the years. Like when Formula One first arrived in 91, it wasn't, Formula 1 just wasn't that popular in Spain because the, the primary, uh, former motorsport was motorcycles but um it was all the most interesting fact is that um for 92 uh, it was also the year that barcelona hosted the the summer olympiads and i I believe there was an idea of maybe making this an olympic grand prix so potentially getting gold medals so if nigel the race winner had won he may have got a gold medal for team gb but obviously that didn't happen Uh, i think also you know the interesting side of it: how much the layout has changed. There's been parts of the track which have been slow, parts of the track which have been quickened, and then of course we've got the evil chicane, which I don't think anyone is sad to see. Sad to see go is gone. Yeah. So it's it's a real, it's a really different. Cir- it's, a cha- it's a circuit that changes all the time. But it's not the first Grand Prix venue in Barcelona. They used to race in Montjuic, uh-huh. which is Olympic Park, and they used to race around the streets. But obviously. Uh, there was a terrible accident involving Rob Somlin and there were spectators killed and oh, wow. F1 never came back there and they moved back to Jarama which is based in Madrid so it's, it's not F1's first venue in this part of the world but it's been obviously the most successful since it's been here for over 30 years, they even raced races during the pandemic, raced, races when there was two Spanish Grand Prix and there was you know there's always been rumours that the race may you know, go to Madrid, there is that rumour going around now, but you know, Barcelona stood the test of time per se, it's not the most glamorous circuit, it's, far, it's a bit of a, a rude awakening after Monte Carlo, but <laughs> yes, it, it, it's one of those historic circuits the drivers seem to like
0: Yeah, for context actually, both of us were in Monaco as well last week, so it is quite a change of pace, but it's very cool they do so much testing here it feels like really where the work gets done for Formula One, and F2 and F3, and now F1 Academy. Um, Max, If you're a Max fan, he won his first ever race here, correct, in 2016 on his debut for Red Bull.
1: The first woman to score a point at a Grand Prix, Le Lombardi in 75 at Montjuic. Uh, obviously it was only half a point because the race was stopped, but still it's a piece of history that happened that day in, the, in this part of the world.
0: Okay, amazing great well i will let you go back to your very important media duties but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us
1: anytime, anytime. it was a pleasure and uh, hopefully it was good listening to, <laughs> hopefully it makes for good listening
0: yeah of course fascinating stuff if i do say so myself so that's all for now but like i said we'll be back next week with a regular episode In the meantime, be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe on all your listening platforms of choice, and be sure to follow us on socials, on Instagram at Engines, EVs, and Espresso, and at Racing Forces. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at e Pod. That's E-C-U-B-E-D-P-O-D. Thank you for listening to Three Questions with Allie, a mini-sode of Engines, EVs, and Espresso. Goodbye.